1: Hello and welcome to the TrampoVet podcast for Saturday, 7th of November, 2020. I'm your host, John Walker, and with me as always is Andy Vaughn. Hello. I'm Gordo. Hello. This is like the bit that we want to breeze through as quick as possible, <sighs> because that
2: was at depressing week. Like, Godo,
1: you said that was our worst week ever?
2: Historically, it's our worst week ever. Like, I know I've contributed some shit weeks to the podcast, but it generally <laughs> coincides with, like, you and Andy getting four out of four. Like, and this is when, like, basically everything had went wrong. Uh, that could go wrong. So I I uh, think I think that the right way to do
1: this is just flying through it as like a report card instead of going back and forth because it's too depressing even yep. to look at. So my report card was must do better. Banker didn't come in. Wickham won one nil against Sheffield Wednesday. There wasn't a goal in the second half. Bologna beat Calgary to three two. Calgary led twice in that game. I had the double chance Gordo, you said Bologna would win that game. And my outsider Liverpool-West Ham, eh, away double chance West Ham. It was 1-1 till the 83rd minute, and then West Ham just crumbled. I was really looking at West Ham because I thought Antonio was going to be fit. Although he went off injured against Man City, he wasn't shown as being missing on the matchday squad up until the squads were announced, which was really infuriating. And my only bright spark was the charity, eh, Athletic Madrid beat Osasuna 3-1 away from home, at even money. But yeah,
0: just horrendous, horrendous. Um, yeah, mine, mine wasn't much better I did anchor in though with Kawasaki Comfortably beating FC Tokyo uh, Home win at 6-11 Value was close, 0-0 draw Between Vigalta and Dai and Hiroshima uh, Outsider was close, one each draw Between Hearts and Hibs when I backed Hibs um, And the charity, while a loser Was kind of close, Hull took the lead I backed Hull uh, away at Swindon They took the lead but ended up losing 2-1 So a week they really could have gone Either way um, And it just it fell on the bad side last weekend
2: and I, I, truthfully, I was much the same as, as Andy there. So I, I got my banker in. I had Man City beat Sheffield United. wouldn't say it was comfortable. You know, Man City, Man City won 1-0. So that, that was all you were getting for that game. But, you know, they, they won the game. That's all I was backing. Um, my value, ODD versus Sarpsburg. Sarpsburg scored late to make it one each. So ODD were up 1-0. Scored in like the 78th or 79th minute to make it uh, one each. Frustrating, didn't get that one. Um, Gladback versus Leipzig was a one nil win for Mönchengladbach. Had backed that as a draw again, pretty close to what we're saying was a bit low scoring and uninteresting. I just thought it would end up in a draw, and then probably the the most dismal one for me the weekend was the charity because I'd taken Haggison to beat Allison because Allison are terrible, uh, and Allison got the got the win one nil. Actually went back and started to watch this game as well at the time. Charity was dead by this point, and Allison just were like, right, it's time to like be as arse-holy as possible for the next 20 <laughs> minutes and get a win, and to credit to them, they did. So, uh, one out of four for me, must do better, but planning to do better this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, if Gary could just put, like, music over the whole back of that section that just had like, yeah. you know, like kind of graveyard-esque yeah. music, just really... anything like that. <laughs> so that was the... I mean, that was the free content. However, we did do an election special, originally for the Patreons, which we did release. Now... We had a data scientist on and James Blood. First ever time he'd been on a podcast, by the way. he was, he was amazing. Now, he said the bet of the night was obviously Biden to win, but he had said, watch it in play because you'll get much better than 1-2. to two. Yeah. Although, you did yeah. monitor it in play.
2: I got I got Biden at 4-1 to one and I got Trump at around 4-1 as well because I woke up at 5 in the morning. Trump had a massive lead. I was like, right, I'll stick twenty quid on Biden, and then today or yesterday, actually, Trump would drifted way back out, so I've just locked in forty quid for nothing. Like, I mean, I know we like we might end up in fucking global thermonuclear war if if uh, Trump wins, but I will why, have why forty do people, pounds. Why do
0: people? Why do people say that? Like, he's, he's literally not done anything offensively when it comes to like new conflicts at all. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like a big fan of Trump at all. I hope he loses, right? But people like you always say things like that. And it has absolutely no basis in any sort of evidence whatsoever. I mean, I mean, it was just, I was going for patter more than anything. I wasn't I wasn't. wasn't planning right. to like... But, but it's, it's, it's now really just fucking me off because like everyone always says that same rhetoric and it's based on nothing.
2: But that's like, you could say that about anything. Like, you could, like when it comes to this, like if there's a... Well, no, that because that's
0: a, you know, because this is a picture that we like to base the stuff we're saying on in some sort of factual world.
1: Right. Do you, know do you know what I'll base this on? Do you know what I'll base it on now, Andy? Have you ever been in the notice period of a job you don't want to be in? <laughs> 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 that, that's been Trump wanting to get re-elected for four years. We now have mm. two months of Trump in his notice period. <laughs> this is going to be mental. I mean, there's no notes going off, but this is going to be really funny to see someone who goes, oh, now I'm not going to try.
0: Yeah, yeah well, our- there's the case. There's the case we made that he hasn't been trying at all, and no, obviously the way that he speaks is very flippant. Um, I, and- I would love him just to go mental, just to be like,
1: Nah, mate, COVID doesn't even exist. Yeah, don't, don't wear masks <laughs> anywhere. Everyone back to work. There's no payments.
2: It's- it's, yeah, it, like some of the that I was because I was talking about this last night with Andy and another guy for our work, and I was like, Do you think he'll go like just? Fully mental and be like, right, this is the stuff I wanted to do but couldn't. And like, he already had a very low level of restraint for things he didn't what like, to wanted to do and well, didn't do.
1: Do you know what I actually think will ironically happen? Is I think he'll do good stuff now because he doesn't need to try and hold on to that mental religious vote. So I yeah. think people like Snowden are going to get pardoned for a start because he was big on the whistleblowers and was like, no, this shouldn't be a thing. And he knows that Biden and Obama kept whistleblowers' things in. So I think he'll do as much that he can legally do to piss off Democrats before going without really being illegal. So I think like things like Snowden pardoned, Chelsea Manning pardoned, just things that will really, really annoy them because these were people that leaked documents on Clinton and stuff like that I think would do really kind of just like, kind of cookie shit just to piss people off.
0: Gordon, yeah. um, are, are you worried about these funds that you should be winning today or tomorrow being locked up for ages because you know, like, it's, it's, legal it's be. battles and yeah, various like, other nonsense happening? Yeah, just, Chicanery, just, I think James Blood said. He, he said, predict, he predicted Republican chicanery and skullduggery in Pennsylvania.
2: Uh, I just imagine, like, yeah, I'm like, this is it's mid-December, and I'm like, I can't believe, like, I'd locked in profit, but Skybet, I'm involved in the fucking legal case. It's like, we need this to end. We need to end soon.
1: <laughs> nah, they're they go- they going to pay out as soon as it's all counted, right? Because it's going to be like, you know how, like, uh, football games where somebody's fielded an eligible player and then get chucked at the tournament? You don't then get your bet not refunded. Like your bet, not, the team won. That's it. Yeah. God, you will have about 60, 70 quid profit regardless in your account to spend on this weekend. The other thing I want well to. Well done. God, and I did a midweek episode. God, though, most of your picks are actually two. Of your picks are tonight. Yeah,
2: it's it's mostly tonight. Um, yeah. your picks were incredible. You you basically talked about De Barton being. An absolute lock. They won 1-0. They were never in any risk. Like, I watched through the... Like, it wasn't any points. I had the 365 notifications on. No cancel goals, no nothing. Like, Barton just clean went and won the game. It Mate, was amazing. See, 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 honestly, Gary Gary will love this part
1: because Gary being a Dumbarton fan, but Gary also likes to be pure super negative about anything. <laughs> see, see with Jim Duffy being your manager and Barry Smith being assistant, they probably have the best management team in those bottom two leagues mm. for me. Like the experience of playing in Scottish football. The fact they have not conceded a goal in three league games in 1-2 now says everything for me. Like that's how exactly how Barry Smith would set up his team. Exactly how Jim Duffy sets up his team. And really all Dumbarton now need to do is get a goal a game. I honestly think they'll keep so many clean sheets. Similar to annoyingly what I said about Stoke, which is why I never really bet Dumbarton too heavily on that podcast. I just mentioned them. The mm-hmm. same way I mentioned Leipzig because PSG were missing Neymar and Mbappe. So they were missing their whole team. Um, but both then came in they were both 8-5 to five shots and I think what was it Bayern I said Salzburg although Salzburg gave us two scares <laughs> again um, they, are not, they are not in the right competition they're, they're a Europa League side they are not good enough it's, it's so annoying see even the way Celtic performed against Ferenc Vars it's so annoying to see Celtic fuck about so much with the Champions League because Celtic and Rangers are much better sides than the likes of Salzburg they just are like, it's not even a competition. They're just better sides, and they're doing Scotland a complete injustice the fact that these teams are fucking sitting there. Ferry and or are just whipping boys. You know what I mean? It's just really fucking annoying that that's what's happening right now. Salzburg get pumped 6-2 off Bayern after being in the league twice. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: Like, um, But, yeah, I just that was my, my bank. My other banker was Arsenal tonight. So, if you're a Patreon, didn't listen to the midweek episode, remember Arsenal are still going tonight, and yeah. I didn't actually fancy Rangers double chance, and you were left and, by the Cape Braga which is and, and
2: Granada like Grenada
1: well. right? yeah. so those are the ones so I still think there's good stuff on the Patreon and that Patreon is £5 a month and you can join at any point Right, let's go into this week's picks because this is really where we need to try and crawl it back now, I'm in a really dodgy area right now with the banker Whereas I'm going back to the, the Wickham well, that that failed me last week on the banker. So this could be like people entering the bold. Yeah, they could be entering a bold the man. But did they win mid? They won midweek. They went. Yeah, they went a goal down and, and won again. again. So so Nottingham Forest versus Wickham in the championship on Saturday at three pm. I'm going again. Goal in the second half at one to four. Forest are averaging a goal a second half in their games. Wickham are averaging one point eight. So they didn't happen last week. But midweek there, both of these gate teams played and they both had two goals in their second half. So Wickham are like 1.8 average. Wickham are conceding goals in the second half. That was an anomaly. Sheffield Wednesday were terrible. Um, I don't think it will happen again. There will be a goal in the second half at 1-4. However, if there's not, Wickham will never feature again in my picks. But I'm, I'm going back. I'm trying to right some wrongs here. Forrest there's Huffin, a- goal in the second half, 1-4. to four.
0: There's not much in the way of Japanese football this weekend. Kawasaki also took a loss midweek. So perhaps this is good timing. Um, I've hit all my bankers so far this season. So hoping to to roll it on with round nine of the the German Dritte Liga. Magdeburg versus Bayern Munich 2. So Magdeburg are bottom of this league. Um, they have three points in the form table. Uh the five game form table. That was uh a win against Turkish München, I think. Uh Bayern two are a decent team. Um they have won their last two games, four two away at Vane and two 0 at home to Mannheim. And you can get a really big price on Bayern two double chance here. You can get four to nine at William Hill, which I think is quite big um for for the draw or the win. So that's X two in the double chance market of Magdeburg uh, versus Bayern Munich, and Bayern do two do not lose many games at all.
1: No, I, um, I really like this, Andy. I've got, I, I've got Bayern two ticked on my um, on my flash score because obviously like Liam Morrison and stuff are breaking into that mm-hmm. team. They, they, they either they either they, they get good results, they're a lot of high scoring games, by they're involving them, but games they have lost have been by a single goal as well against better teams. So
0: yeah, Vic- Victoria Cologne, yeah um, Kaiser Uh but they seem to either draw or win the majority of their games, and they're they're up against a team Magdeburg that seem to lose the majority of their games. So I think yeah. the double chance at, at four to nine is pretty huge, actually. If you fancy taking them just for the win themselves, you'll get sixteen to eleven at three six five, and you'll get as high as eleven to eight at fair 5 at Unibet. So so a big price and offer just for the straight up win, but for a banker bet, I'll take the. Take the Baron to or draw. I like it. I'm a fan.
2: Good. I, just when you mentioned Kawasaki Frontale there, a big, big shout out midweek to Steve Keary for providing two locked on winners midweek in the group chat mm. that I slapped Kawasaki Frontale on and sh- shouldered them with their first loss in like ever, <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, so I, I was very annoyed at them when I woke up and seen that in the morning. They'd lost 2 0 to Sapporo.
0: Like mm. not very good Sapporo. Sapporo. They are not a very good Sapporo. I mean I didn't I didn't touch the midweek Japanese games and that's been a blessing in disguise. You can only you know you can only go unbeaten and you can only go um like a hundred percent win rate for so long. Yeah. So it was gonna happen. Uh, but yeah. So
2: anyway, my banker this week I'm taking us to the Super Etan on Saturday, and this is a new team of the Super Etan for the for the podcast Halmstad. Now, Halmstad are the form team in this league at the moment, 15 points from their last five games. They've been great, home and away. They've won their last six games on the spin. Been very good in this process. And they're playing this week against Dalkard, another team who have been quite good. Now, Dalkard, when you look at their stats, you go, ah, they've they got some good wins in there. When you see who the wins are against, you start to realise they're not that good. So you've got, they, they beat Elsie Xtuna. Who are right down in the bottom of the league? They beat them one 0 They beat Orgright down there as well. They lost to Austers. and then their other win in here, it, their other win came against Karlstad two. Now Karlstad two, it's like this, the Swedish Cup, and they're playing like way down the divisions. So those wins are not impressive. They don't scare me on this. However, when they've have, have played any opposition that require a, that have any level of class, like Degerfors they've lost. So I'm going to take Halmstad to beat Dalkard and you're getting them at 2-5, to five, which I think is quite good odds for a banker this week. Halmstad were, had a tough test last week as well when they were playing against, um, a, a tough test the week prior when they played against Vastaeus and they came out 2-1 victors. They won 3-0 away at Austers as well. I just think there's a lot of value to be, a lot of value to be had on backing uh, Halmstad and that's why this week they are my banker.
1: Yeah. uh uh-uh. I like it, but I think it's gonna be tight. Um I actually really like Gordo. I like two 0 in this game for Hamstad. You're getting six one for two 0 um, that's a score line that Halmstad have had. One, two, three, four, four times in the last ten games, which doesn't sound great, but to have the same score line is pretty impressive. That they was also, that, that was also the score. score that beat
2: them. That was the them um, that was the score that uh, they beat them by last time they played, twenty nineteen. Right, okay, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think there's a lot of Twice, two in the last three, Dalkard have conceded goals, but the they've lost two goals, but they have scored. But that's against teams that have been lesser than them. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's some good value in that 2-0, by the way, in that game, if you can get that 6-1. Yeah, I, I'll I'm, have a look at that. I'm a fan of that. I might not
2: have it as my banker, you know. No, it's not a banker. It's <laughs> a, uh, uh, a glorious, glorious outsider. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's my banker this week.
1: Okay, um, my value is in La Liga, it's Barcelona versus Betis. I'm going both teams to score in this game at 4-5, to five, so just under evens. Betis are not a great side by any stretch. Um, Barcelona are much better. Barcelona are 1-7 to, to win the match. Uh, Betis are 14-1 to one to win the match, so you can get an idea of where you're at there. The thing with Barcelona is they always seem to concede goals regardless of who they're playing against. Kiev and Ferenc Varas have scored against them, both with COVID-hit squads in the Champions League at the Nou Camp. and Those have been 5-1 and 3-1 wins for Barcelona. I think very much the same. I think Barcelona are really guilty of doing what they've always done and just attacking with seven, eight players and leaving gaps. I just think Betis will nick a goal. I mean, I think Barcelona will win like 4-2, four, 5-2, four, two, two, something ridiculous like that. Seven of Betis' last trips to Nou Camp, they've scored in. So this is a common feature that both teams score in these games. I just think 45 is ridiculous with how bad Barcelona's defence is. Weirdly, Barcelona's only clean sheet in the last six games was away to Juventus in the Champions League, where Murata got three goals chopped off for being about an inch offside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you can't always read into that. You need to have watched a lot of the games, but Barcelona's defence is rancid, and I really fancy Betis to get a goal. I do think Barcelona will win, but 45 is way too much value for me on both teams to
0: score at the new camp. For my value bet, I am back in Germany, albeit a couple of leagues up in the Bundesliga. This is Friday at 7.30pm UK time for Werder Bremen versus FC Cologne. Bremen are ninth in the table with nine points from six games, so we're still early. Um, they've, they've scored eight, they've conceded eight, uh, but FC Cologne are 16th, so that's that's third bottom and they only have two points, so they've got two draws this year. Uh, one each with Stuttgart, one each with Frankfurt. They have lost... Their other four games scored six, conceded 11 um, in in the process. So I like like Bremen here. They're unbeaten um, in the form table. And so in their last five games, they won two, drew three. Um, They'll be in high spirits for this game. um, And I think they'll be pretty confident, especially as Cologne haven't won a game in six matches. Uh, So the the two draws and the four losses. Uh, You're getting Bremen at a big price here. And you're getting Bremen at seven to five. For a home win they're not even really you know they're not odds on or anything um, I think just with the run that they're on with how bad Cologne have started I can definitely see value uh, in 7-5 for the home side
1: Yeah it's a really high price um, I actually looked at this um, double chance as my banker um, for Bremen just because I thought Cologne hmm. can I nick a goal and maybe get the draw but I mean if you're getting 7-5 I mean, you're on the right side of the, the massive
0: odds on that Yeah I think I think a you know, the double chance is a good bet. Cologne have a couple of draws already. In their last seven away games, Cologne have drawn two, lost five. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, so they don't exactly travel brilliantly. Um and I think the big price, like you said, of seven to five is enough for me to put this in the value section.
2: Yeah, I think that's a it's a good pick. Like having a BT sports subscription, it seems like I'm constantly watching them. Like it doesn't
0: doesn't matter. Like did <laughs> you seem to play the what's every- what's, what's, what, what's your thoughts?
2: Well, I, I, to be fair, they've got this, Werder Bremen have got this ginger guy up front who seems to like constantly get into really good positions and then like fuck the ball off for a corner. Um, so that's, that's <laughs> all I can contribute to that that thing. But uh, Cologne have been poor. They've been really poor. So, um, yeah, I think I think you're on the right side of that.
0: I mean, you might want to even have a look at the halftime result going in Bremen's favour here because eight of those 11 goals that Cologne have conceded this season have come in the first half. Right, okay. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so So they're so they're pretty slow starters. Um, so, so perhaps a a wee look at, at Bremen to win the first half. Mm-hmm.
2: Decent. My value pick within my only my only French pick of this week. The French leagues for me of the la- of the last couple of weeks have been there's not enough really going on outside of the, who's leading the league to give any kind of. Last season we gave a lot of French picks because there was a lot of interesting stuff happening rather unpredictable for most of the league. However, I think the exception this week is Dunkirk versus Paris FC. So Paris FC are top of the table. In their last five games, they've scored 11, conceded four. They've got 13 points from the last five games against Dunkirk, who in their last five games have got six points, scoring three, conceding four. Now, I think Paris FC will go on and win this game probably 1-0, right? They've got enough to win this game. They, they seem to do this quite a lot. And when you look at their previous games, they beat they beat Powell 1-0, who are kind of around Dunkirk's level. Paris FC's last five games, they beat Cayenne 3-1, uh, they beat Cayenne 3-1 at home. They beat Chateauroux when they played them uh, 2-1. They beat Pal 1-0. They beat La Havre 3-0. Um, Dunkirk have been doing okay, but when they face player when they face teams that are further up the league, they tend to lose 1-0. Now that, that that tends to happen quite a, quite a bit in there. Now, I think the fact that Paris are outscoring teams is enough for me to take them in the value spot. And I think getting them at thirteen to ten is quite a good value price for this. Now, if you look at the rest of this league, it's just like the the form team in this league, Paris FC, thirteen points versus Shomley, in twenty, uh, who are in twentieth in the form table and have three points from the last five games. So there's no one that's not getting any points out of this, and anyone could take anything. In this French league, it seems like it like there's no kind of rhyme or reason outside of Paris FC this time. So I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if the rest of the fixtures end up draws this weekend, which I may take as a large kind of uh It's just like, see when you look at see when you look at me John, we're talking about it, Europa League wise. You ever look yeah. at the Europa League and go Draws. straws all the way down. I've got no, no idea what's happening here. But for me, the only game worth mentioning is Paris FC versus Dunkirk and you're getting Paris FC at 13-10. to 10.
1: Yeah, it's funny. God, my note is 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm laughing at you saying that. That's, that's another one where I like, God, God, I'm going to end up having like a treble on your correct score, I think.
2: Oh, I've got, I've got another correct score to talk about later on but we'll get to that after the Outsider. Right, okay, okay.
1: Um, my Outsider is in Serie A. It's uh, Benevento versus Spezia.
0: Hey, hey.
1: <laughs> I'm taking the draw at 13-5 in this game. And it's, a, it's a whole host of things. And Benevento have lost five of the six Serie A games so far this season. Spezia are a perfect 2-2-2. Two, two and two. And Spezia are missing loads of players due to COVID, so... Although they're really disheartened away from home, I think it's the fact that Benevento have lost five out of six. So confidence depleted. I think Spezia have enough to dig in and get a draw in this game. I think it's really badly balanced. I think Benevento being strong favourites just based on COVID has not really came to fruition anywhere we've watched. We've taken a lot of games. Um, We took Xena against Bruges. I took Xena against Bruges because of that. It seems to be that teams actually massively hit by COVID seem to get a wee spring in the step where they have to other squad players are getting a chance they have to do something different so I'm taking that Spezia just having enough to get the draw in that game at 14-5 at five, 5 sorry I just don't Ben are good enough to win it and I'm not yeah. brave enough to take Specia to win so I'm bang right
2: that's it
0: I'm in the English Premier League on Saturday it's the 8pm at night game for West Ham versus Fulham Uh, West Ham have 8 points from their 7 games, they're in 14th place and they're playing Fulham who are only a few spots below in 17th with half the amount of points 4 points but I think the interesting thing to note here is West Ham's fixture list has been much harder than Fulham's Uh, 4 of their most recent games came against sides that finished in the top 6 last term and they only lost 1 of them Um, they won once, drew twice um, lost 1 whereas Fulham uh, although they've got a win recently, their first one uh, against West Brom, have been pretty dire um, throughout the season so far. Uh, what I want to look at specifically for the outsider bit is West Ham to be leading at half time and West Ham to win the game, which you will get at 2-1, to one, uh, which I think is quite big odds. So West Ham haven't conceded a first half league goal at home this season. Uh, they've been leading at the break twice drawing at the break once uh, Fulham on the other hand uh, they haven't scored in the opening half hour on the road at all and they haven't led at half time on the road either uh, so I quite fancy um, you know, a, a solid start from West Ham, another slow start from Fulham and if West Ham have that half time lead they go on to win the game
1: Yeah uh, everyone knows I'm a big fan of this man uh, that that West Brom should be automatically relegated for losing to Fulham. <laughs> yes. yes. Honestly, man, they, they, are, they are so. I mean, West Brom are pretty bad themselves now. It looks like they look like really struggling with no ideas. But Fulham are really, really basic. They're a really, really shit team. I, 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 I dislike them. I don't think they belong in this. I'm more just annoyed at the fact that we robbed at Brentford, who, in my opinion, were like a Leeds and Wolves, who would have come up and actually played good football and being trying to go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pish with fucking Scott Parker, having a team of fucking midfielders that just want to pass sideways and backwards and just hope for the best off of Mitrovic is fucking boring me, man. It's boring the fucking life at me. And I hope every team that comes up against them fucking pummel them. And I hope that's somebody that doesn't Saturday. I I think or whatever the game is, sorry. Um West West Ham, Haller needs to start scoring. See if Antonio's gonna be out, that's my concern. Is that Haller really needs to start scoring because he is not what a forty million pound striker?
0: What the fuck? No. Honestly, I had him in my fantasy draft team last year and uh, he flattered to deceive in terms of points scored and goals scored.
2: I think I've picked him up. I think I've got him this year in my fantasy draft team. And I think that he's one of these guys who, even on the bench, hasn't threatened of getting into the team when I'm playing five defenders. No, So, like, that, that gives you an idea of his, his quality this year. Um
0: so hey, maybe was, this is the game to turn it around. Maybe maybe you know, oh, yeah. you've got you've got a home game against Fulham. What better chance? I know. Yeah.
2: Um, so I am in the upper echelons of France, which I consider very different to the lower echelons. Lower echelons are where all my picks come from. The upper echelons are where teams that I don't like play each other. So <laughs> um, this week I am taking Bordeaux versus Montpellier as a draw. Now, if you look at these, t- if you look at these two teams. Bordeaux at home have drawn three of their last five games. Montpellier away have drawn three of their last five away games. Um, The last game between them was a draw. If you look at the standings, they're on nine points. Uh, uh, After nine games, Montpellier have 14 points. After uh, nine games, Bordeaux have 12 points. Bordeaux have scored nine, conceded nine. Montpellier have scored 14, conceded 13. Everything in this game points towards, uh, with the exception of maybe someone gets sent off, which seems to happen in France quite a lot. Um, this this game points towards a draw for me. And having looked at, ha- having watched quite a lot of Montpellier, actually not board, uh, much of Bordeaux, um, they're a team that can go out and play anyone and seem to come out with a draw. Like they played Monaco, who are one of the better teams in this league, came out with a draw. They played Mets, which Andy was talking about before, like. Anyone can beat Mets. They drew. Like, And if you look at the, the games that they've lost as well, or and the games that they've won, it's been by one goal. So they beat San Etienne 1-0. They beat. They lost to Rennes 2-1. And even the Rennes goal in that game came in. Uh, uh, even their goal in that game came super late on. Like, I just see this game pointing towards a draw, and I'm going to be taking it at that. So you're going to get the odds of 23-10 to 10 on that. And with the Outsider... I will also mention one one else, and I have this outsider plus plus in here that I think is just... And I know Andy wouldn't let me take it as the outsider here, because for, for very good reason, Elche are playing of Eagle tomorrow night, right?
0: Fucking Celta Eagle, Yeah.
2: And Celta Eagle <laughs> are so unbelievably shit, right? And the, see the last time I took Celta Eagle on this podcast, I took them for under 2.5 goals, and it's the only game in the last 15... That that has under three point. It ended up five one. Do remember they beat Majorca? <laughs> uh, yeah. So Celtic Vigo have drawn four of their last five away games. By this and so they've scored. It's been one one with Levante, one one with Valladolid, one 0 with Ibar, 0-0 with Espanyol. Elche at home have drawn 0-0 with Huesca. They drew uh, 0-0 with Girona. They beat Valencia 2-1 in there, and they lost 3-0 to Real Sociedad. I think this game's going to be one each. And like, I think this game, if I had more, if I'd been having better weeks in the past, I would have stuck with this as an outsider, as one each. Because I think the correct score here, like 5-1 to one for this scoreline. These two teams are just dreadful like awful teams that play awful football a game that will go down in history as nothing like unless someone like unless there's five red cards in this game no one will remember this i bet there's a la liga post much like the that we had been talking about with that what's your favorite football conspiracy theory that celta vigo have drawn every game in existence like that's they just seem to they only show up when you back against them so i'm not backing against them i'm backing them i get a draw and at one each in that game i just think I'll, I'll 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 certainly back it in conjunction with those other two correct scores, John, and get a and get a patent on the go. Right. But, uh, absolutely dreadful game of football to be avoided by everyone. Right before we go into
1: charity, I'm just going to mention another outsider. Yes. So I'm, I'm taking it forward from midweek. Um, East Scottish League One, East Fife, Dunbarton. Right, Dumbarton are fourteen to five to win away. East Fife, who haven't won a game yet this season, East Fife have lost. Um, I've drawn one and lost two in the league so far Dumbarton have won two and drawn one Not conceded a goal yet Dumbarton against Clyde were the outsider Dumbarton away at Airdre were 14-5 The same price they are to beat East Fife. And in the opening game of the season They were 2-1 and drew 0-0 So the bookies are marking them outsider In pretty much every game they're playing just now And they've not conceded a goal to any of those teams So mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a disconnect East Fife, to be fair, have played decent sides So far this season with the exception of Montrose. They lost 2-0 to Falkirk. That's expected. They lost 3-1 to Cove. That's expected. Um, they lost 2-1 to Rafe. That's expected. But There's a lot of stuff that goes towards losing five out of your six first competitive games after six months out of football. And Dumbarton seem to be the total opposite of this. They just seem to be a really, really solid side that can pick up clean sheets and pick up wins. I think at 14-5, it's ridiculous to, to not look at that. Um, Dumbarton away at five. I just can't see Dumbarton starting to concede goals. They look really, really well set up. Gary could probably tell us more, to be honest. It might be total luck. They might be getting pumped in games like Airdrie. But they went to Airdrie and 1-2-0. They beat Clyde 1-0. I think they're in a really good bit of form. I think they look really, really sharp. I think at 14-5, I have no idea how the bookies are pricing that
2: game. It makes no sense to me. I hope there's a Japanese podcast similar to us doing the same thing with Dumbarton and like it seems really exotic the things that we do with Kalisaki Frontale. like do you think there's people going oh, I've got this this weird outsider um, but yeah I think that's a great pick
1: yeah so it's just one to have a look out for I think it'll come in as well but yeah have a look but it's not one of our official picks it's just something nope. I really really like that I'd look at if you fancy it um, the charity bet let's try and get a charity one in guys £10 of our own money on the treble all the winnings go to Beats and cancer trust my charity pick is a bit of a bold one to be fair um, Atletico Madrid are at home to Cadiz. I'm taking the home side at minus one. Now, Cadiz are on really good form. They are. Really good they form. They, they, beat, they beat Real Madrid, but as Keaty pointed out, that Real Madrid game, Real Madrid had something like 30 shots in goal, had all the ball, and Cadiz scored in their only real breakaway. So that's a total anomaly. The thing that bugs me is I watched the second half of the Locomotive versus Atletico Madrid game, which finished one each. Atletico Madrid had all the ball, pummeled them and i think they're just going to absolutely destroy cadiz i think everything that was frustrated that they'll take out they'll take out on cadiz cadiz have have given everyone possession of the ball everyone they're really good counter attacking side but i don't think this will work and um, the two teams that are, the one team that's really put them to the sword this season was sevilla who beat them 3-1 away from home i think something similar from Athletic madrid but i think they're too good defensively i really fancy this to be a, to be like a comfortable 2-2-3-0 two, win for Athletic Madrid, which is why I have no issue taking the minus one. Minus one's 13-10, which is really, really Impressive. strong odds. Yeah, like, a I am aware a that if people look at it, they'll see that Kadif have beat Real Madrid at the Bernabeu, but that is like a freak result. It really is.
0: So yeah, that's my charity pick. My charity pick is in England on Sunday evening, 7.15pm UK time, Arsenal versus Aston Villa. Uh, Both these teams have 12 points in the league. Um, I'm going to take Arsenal for a home win here after Villa have started to concede a lot of goals. Um, So obviously they had that massive blowout win against Liverpool and they followed that up with a tight 1-0 against Leicester. They then lost 3-0 at home to Leeds and then again 4-3 at home to Southampton. Um, I'm hoping that Arsenal with their win against Man U at the weekend um, they're looking good I, I expect them to win in the Europa League um, again and I expect them to beat Aston Villa at, at home on Sunday
1: As do I um, I'm, really, I'm hoping it'll be comfortable I, I think Villa are a good side um, they've won their, their only two away games so far in the league. season not conceded a goal Arsenal have um, deceived a bit at home I think Arsenal are set up to play better away from home because mm. they invite teams onto them and break their press. Um, I think Leicester can of set up... I mean, Leicester have beat every team they've played away, right? And to be fair, if you look at it in hindsight, they pumped Leeds, they pumped Man City, and they mm. got a late winner against Arsenal. So ironically, that defeat at Holman Leicester doesn't look that bad now, because mm-hmm. there are teams that have been put to the slaughter by Leicester. Um, but I think Arsenal have addressed a lot of the issues within that team. Um, yeah. I, everyone knows how indifferent I've been towards Shaka. Like I, I don't rate him and I think what's finally happened is now that Party's in there and somebody who by the way I did like and had been big on from day one was yeah Arteta seems to love him. Arteta seems to ap- him and party. See if you're going to play with that three up front and have your wing backs come forward, you need two midfielders that just sit just sit in there and that's been the one thing Arsenal have never had as somebody who's intelligent. Partey and any, are really good defensively and I think people like Gabriel behind them. Arsenal have such a solid base now that normally when I'd be worried about like Aston Villa catching us on the counter, I feel really not comfortable. not as much of a problem. I, I feel yeah. really comfortable losing the ball and being like, I mean, see, any team that's got a Jamie Vardy is going to make you panic because you go, mm. shit. But Arsenal have got one of the best defences in the league, right? And we've been, yep. away, we've been away to Liverpool and Man City and now Old Trafford. Like Arsenal have been away free, the biggest teams are going to play away from home and still yes. have one of the best defences in the league. Normally, that's games you see Arsenal getting scudded 5 and 6 1 off of the Hasn't
2: happened team. this season.
1: Yeah. So I, I think this will be really good. And I also think Arsenal keep a clean sheet because I think that's what yeah. the is basing this on. So I really like this pick, but I also like the idea of like an Arsenal, Arsenal win, keep a clean sheet, or Arsenal win minus one I think this will be a game where everything comes together for Arsenal I hope so, so I'm,
0: ju- I'm just going to take the home win and you'll get 7-10 to 10 and I think that's big enough to be on a treble right God, God, take us home
2: yep final one for me uh, two polar opposites in Norway on Sunday uh, this is Bodo versus Alisson you'll know Bodo from their recent exploits in Narrawe losing to AC Milan in the Europa League uh, a couple of times back Um They've been unbelievable this this year in the the Norwegian elite season. Contrast that with Alisson, who are straight-up terrible, but did get their first win of the season, uh, the the first win in ages, to take them from 7 to 10 points. Now, they are rock bottom of the league. 23 games played, 10 points. 10 points after 23 games. Dismal. Bodo at the top of the league, 62 points. 23 games played. Bodo score a lot in the first half, and I actually don't know if you'd be able to take this. Um, but Kay Junker, who plays for them, or Junker, I'm imagining it is not Junker, uh, seems to score in almost every game. Like he's, he's, and he seems to score quite a lot of goals. Um, so but I'm taking Bodo half time, full time because they scored a lot in the first half. They'll absolutely route Allison. They've played Allison in the last two years and beat them three 0 each time. Bodo haven't lost a home game in forever like it was 2019 was the last time they drew a game like they're they're unbelievable at home like they just are absolutely routing teams it doesn't matter who they play against they beat ODD 6-1 they beat they're just great so I I really fancy Bodo to go and win this half time full time 4-7 you're getting that
1: yeah I I think think it'll
2: end up I think it'll end up 5-0 yeah
1: I think that's a good I think it's a really good charity week I think we've picked a a really strong treble, actually. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Um, I'm conscious of the time, there, guys. Um, you yeah. getting you want to comment on your wee your wee game that you've
2: featured against each other? No, I, I have to go. Right, I'll, oh. I'll catch you later on, boys. I'll, uh, <laughs> I got really right. Okay, what off, a game week for me. I, I, I will I will yeah. go out in a limb here and, and and sort us on the end of this call. So I noised up Andy quite quite a lot when it came to Fulham's goalkeeper getting a clean sheet that I thought would take me clear. Then Leeds-Leicester decided to give Andy an insane amount of points from both Jamie Vardy, Tielemans in midfield, Dallas getting a goal, Leeds get like <laughs> being pretty good. Like Basically, see yeah. anything that could happen that was good for Andy did happen in that game. So he ended up, it was really tight until the last game and then Andy ended up routing me th- or something? Or was it about that?
0: It wasn't. Yeah, I I ended up with 60 points, which I think was the highest out of everyone, but it didn't look like it was necessarily going to go that way after Bellerin got 12 points for Arsenal. And then uh, you got a Fulham clean sheet as well. Looked like I was going to lose and I was taking all sorts of abuse (laughs) on WhatsApps and and Facebook messenger. Uh, But the uh, Dallas scoring and Telemann and Vardy just superb. So I'm still top of the, of the draft league and I await your, uh, our side bet being um, uh, the money being sent through to me, and you can also include the home runs total money as well.
2: <laughs> yes, that uh, that that I was I, that was that was going to be double or quits, I believe, wasn't it? I have been doubled. Doubled, um, but it. yeah, so it was good, good win for you. Well done.
0: Nice, thank you. Uh, so fixtures this week, um, I play Andy Sweeney. He, he's been kicking about at the top of the table. John, you play Michael Stokes. And, uh, Gordon, you've got uh, last year's winner, Neil Moore, who hasn't been having a great season this year. Don't oh, worry, um, he'll pump in, me. In terms of the Fantasy Premier League overall, uh, the salary cap game, I believe Chris Jones still leads the way in the Trample Bet League and looks to take everybody's fivers. So it's still tight. Um, at the four of us that are involved in the podcast aren't doing great in that. But, yeah, Ham hey, Fighters can- 2021 on 448 points leads the way.
2: I am uh, way up. I, I went way up that league at the at the weekend. I, I managed to get a Vardy triple captain. I get seventy one points in that league.
0: Seventy nine. I'm looking oh, at it here. Yeah. yeah, you are now. That's moved you up to twenty sixth place. I'm in twenty third. So,
1: and I don't even know how to check that league. So I've got no comments. Yeah.
0: Don't worry about it, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, join the Facebook group. That's where all the, the stuff happens and all the invites uh, to join our competitions and fantasy leagues happen as well. Just search Trampled Bet Podcast in Facebook. Uh, Gordon's already pointed out we've got a, a huge community there of over 200 people that all share uh, tips and bets. And Steve Chiari uh, had an absolutely belting uh, pick midweek um, so he, he posts quite regularly and he often posts really good stuff you'll get uh, Michael Stokes sharing some great rugby picks as well and various others so it's a really good resource um, and John we also have our Patreon channel
1: yep yeah, patreon.com forward slash tramplebet it's £5 a month to join the Bet club loads of extra content midweek episodes UFC election special like we said just everything that we can think of
0: US, US Masters coming up coming up
1: that was the podcast have a good weekend happy hunting Bye
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.